0: Welcome to episode 15 of the English Sessions, two and four, part one, the preposition four. I am your host and English teacher, Mike Butler. These podcasts can help you improve your English. Together, we will talk about grammar, pronunciation, structure, and have some fun, too. Remember to visit my website, www.englishsessionswithmike.com, to contact me for private lessons and for more content. You can also read the transcript of this audio on the website as you listen to the episode. Listen for these words today. Buckle up. Today, I'm using buckle up as an expression meaning to prepare for what is about to happen. Candidate. In today's example, a candidate is someone who hopes to win an election. Okay, here we go. It's time for an episode about prepositions. If you have trouble with prepositions, I can assure you, You are among the 99% of my learners who do. It is one of the most common issues when learning the language. Prepositions are little words that are hard to define. Also, unfortunately, you can't just look at a picture of one either, like you can with nouns. If a learner doesn't know the word cat... You can show them a picture of a cat. But you can't show someone a picture of to, or for, or from, or with. These are prepositions. To, for, from, in, on, at, with. Often, the definitions of these words can just cause more confusion. Also, these little words, prepositions are often mistranslated. Let's dive in to the topic of prepositions before you form any bad habits. The next two episodes are specifically about two and four. I chose to discuss two and four because these two prepositions are often mixed up, especially for my Brazilian students. There are many different ways to use these prepositions. For example, there are 12 different definitions of for in the Oxford Dictionary. Today, I'm going to give examples of for and some explanations that are hopefully easy to understand. There are many ways to use these words, so buckle up. This is going to be an adventure. I encourage you to pause this episode after each example and repeat the example. You need to practice these and say them out loud. If you ask a native speaker of a language why they use a specific preposition in a sentence, they will probably say, I don't know. It just feels right. We just become very comfortable using these prepositions as native speakers, and you need to as well. If you already have some bad habits regarding prepositions, you may already be very comfortable using prepositions that are not commonly used by native speakers. For those students, it's even more important to pause and say my examples out loud. So, pause the podcast and repeat my examples. Remember that the audio transcript is on the website, www.englishsessionswithmike.com. Let's talk about the preposition for. Go to the website for pictures and videos. For can be used to show support. Here is my example. I voted for the candidate that was less corrupt than the other candidate. I supported that candidate. Again, I voted for the candidate. Okay, definition number two. For can be used to indicate function. What is its function? What is the function of this chair? This chair is for sitting. This chair is for sitting. I sit in it. This chair is for sitting. Number three, four can show the length of time, the amount of time. I have lived in this little town in the mountains For three years. I have lived here for three years. Number four, four can show on behalf of or to the benefit of someone or something. Don't worry, I will give an example. Simply put, I work for my boss. I work for my boss. I work for I work for Google. I work for a a restaurant. I work for my boss. For can indicate an exchange. I paid $5 for a bottle of beer. And the sixth use for to show reason or cause. Thank you for the gift. Why am I thanking you? I will tell you the reason. I am thanking you for the gift. Thank you for the gift. Okay, those are six different ways to use the preposition for. These are not the only ways to use for. And remember that preposition use does change a bit depending on where you are in the world. These classes are for American English. There are many factors that decide which preposition is used. Sometimes more than one preposition may be appropriate. But an uncommon preposition can confuse your listener or even change the meaning of your sentence. It's not easy. Here is my advice for you, and here is my advice to you. Both are common. Go and read the audio transcript of previous episodes of the English sessions, or go read a book in English. Try to spot every use of the preposition for When you find the preposition in the book, or my transcripts, notice how and why it is being used. Do you use it this way? Maybe you should consider changing some of your prepositions if you are surprised by what you find. This is one of the most common bad habits, uncommon preposition use. Okay. I have a story for you. Listen as I use the preposition for in my story. A woman walked into a market. She wanted to buy some bananas for her family. She used a cart. A cart is for holding her groceries. She was already in the market for 20 minutes When a strange man approached her, he was selling bananas. Ten bananas for three dollars, he said. Thank you for the offer, said the woman. But your bananas are brown and disgusting. That's all for today. The next episode will be about the preposition to. Hello, everyone. Mike here. I want to pause for a moment to talk about how you can help the English sessions to continue. If you'd like to support the English sessions, then please go to anchor.fm/the English Sessions. There, you can click on the support button and make a monthly contribution to the English sessions to keep this podcast going you can support the English Sessions for less than one U.S. dollar. Every bit helps. Also, remember, go to www.englishsessionswithmike.com if you are interested in private lessons with me, Mike. Thank you all for supporting this podcast. It's Mike, your host of Get the Word, an etymology podcast for word nerds. We'll talk about the history and origin of words in English. If you're coming over from the English sessions, well, then I'll give you an even bigger welcome, loyal listener. The English sessions is the podcast I've been doing for a while now for English learners, and, and is where Get the Word was first conceived. I decided to make Get the Word its own podcast since I started to realize I was making content more for native speakers with these etymology episodes, which seemed to warrant its own feed. Don't worry, though. For those of you who are English learners, there will still be transcripts of the episodes on the website. Look for details in the show notes. Get the Word, an etymology podcast for word nerds. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Are you unsure about a preposition in your English sentences? Send me a message. Write to me at mike at com. Leave a message for me on the website www.englishsessionswithmike.com and I will play it on the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss an episode. Visit www.englishsessionswithmike.com for more content. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, this is Mike signing off. Thank you for the offer, but your bananas are brown and disgusting.